Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen. I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Rock, I'm away from North Carolina. How you doing, man? How are things going? The rest of the crew is busy. YB is dealing with something in North Korea, uh, well, South Korea, I guess. He it, it wouldn't make sense for him to live in North Korea, I guess, but I get geography easily confused. And uh, poor Mason, I believe, had something go wrong at the old business today. So it's just you and me, my friend. You're putting got- a lot of people in the wrong North uh, location. YB's in North Korea. All of a sudden, I'm in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I just, man, it is. The North on the brain. I, I do have North on the brain. Not included in the Super Bowl, Northern teams. No teams mm. from the North are, are included in this year's edition of Super Bowl 58. Correct? That's where we're at now. That, that um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a is a uh, professional transitioning yeah, topic. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Eight, where well, we have once again the Kansas City Chiefs back with us in this spot again, and the San Francisco Forty ers a familiar Super Bowl, a rematch, and we'll we'll have. Plenty of time to talk about that next week. We're we're doing a uh, with Brian Brown and Brock. If you're around, I I, I don't want to put too much on everyone next week, but I like to do a Super Bowl storyline show after media night, and then next Thursday, hopefully, we'll get together and convene and make predictions for the game, and then either Sunday directly after or uh, Monday we will do our little recaps, and then as I've said a few times. We will disappear for a month and uh and and return to our families and lives and uh hopefully be back for the offseason. Brock, are you interested in off-season NFL podcasting? Sure, why not? Okay. Uh I think they'll come few and far between, if I'm being completely frank with you. I but I do want to do like, you know, talk about free agency and some positional players for the draft previews for the draft with some draft friends i have and uh then uh draft recap and then we'll go dark again for a while and we'll, we'll start this whole crazy thing back up with division previews in july and then we'll be we'll be right back to we'll be we'll be right back to the regular season before you know it right back to the regular season before you know it absolutely a hundred percent all right let's start in the afc where uh the inevitable has happened we, we, you know, we sat here and you three, um, no offense, but numbskulls decided to pick the Baltimore Ravens. And I sat here and I said, guys, I'm a hater. I hate the man. Uh, but I, I know how this plays out. And it plays out with uh, Patrick Mahomes winning this game. And ultimately, I, I think I've spoiled my Super Bowl pick at this point. I'm picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they will... They will do that to you. And all they really needed was three good offensive drives. And then the defense held strong. And here we are. Patrick Mahomes is back in the biggest game in American sports. I mean, it feels like it feels like Brady. It's inevitable, right? There was a point in that game where you just felt like this is, I mean, it doesn't matter what the Chiefs have been all year. 
doesn't matter what the Ravens have been in the playoffs so far. It just felt inevitable at some point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't really fault you for picking the Chiefs. I honestly don't know. Like, logic is telling me that I should pick the Niners, but it's like, at what point do you just say, I'm going to pick the Chiefs until they lose? Like, you know, I don't know. I Even sitting here right now, I honestly don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to have to really think about it. Yeah. The unfortunate casualty of this debacle was uh, Lamar Jackson, who played, I would argue, one of the worst games of his career um, in freezing cold Baltimore. He had some good plays. He had that throw. The, the save flowers touchdown was incredible, a spot of why he will probably win the MVP in about 11 days. But the, my, the pass, his 15-yard pass to himself. His 15-yard pass to himself. But ultimately, what doomed him was this idea that I think he had to, he thought to himself, well, I don't know. I, I Listen, I'm not inside Lamar Jackson's brain, but everyone always says, you know, Lamar can't throw, Lamar can't throw, Lamar can't throw, this, that, and the other thing. And they're all genuinely wrong about that. But I think what doomed him in this game was there was there were moments in this game going back and rewatching some of the highlights where Chiefs linebackers just fall back. And it's like, you are one of the most versatile running quarterbacks of the past decade. Why are you not using your legs in the biggest game of your career? Like, that is a huge part of why you are a special player. And it feels like he completely abandoned it. And it, it kind of it jobbed the Ravens out of a chance to being even slightly competitive in this game, it feels like. They were so good in the playoffs, the Ravens were. They won handedly every game they played. Which was one, to be fair. To be fair, but like... No, no, no. They, they've only played one? Really? Am I yeah, they, they, they were the one seed. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm lumping in how they closed the season with with the playoffs then in my in my mind's eye, uh, but like they they looked like they closed strong, they won their their one playoff game um, against uh, you know a, a, a theoretically ascending Packers team, uh, not a Packers team I'm sorry um, against um, shoot now I don't even remember who they played um, no it was. Uh, Well, all these games have run together so much. I've forgotten who even the the Ravens played, but I just felt like they were they were just on a streak coming into this game, and it it felt very early in the in that game against the Chiefs, and especially how the Chiefs even like got into the playoffs and the the, the games they had played leading up to the end of the season. It just felt like this was the it was time it was the Ravens' time to deny the Chiefs another trip to go themselves to the Super Bowl. And it, it felt very early in that game. It felt like that just wasn't going to happen. And and I, I I don't disagree with what you said about Lamar. Um, you know, it it just felt like there wasn't, the, the juice wasn't there for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if it was because he was trying to pass and when he should have run. Like, I don't know if that necessarily is always the case every time. Um, but yeah, it just it felt like they were missing something. Houston, that's who they played. Houston, I said, I, it was like it was Houston, the like the Houston Texans that they played. Yeah, I, 
I, I was thinking, I was thinking like, you know, young quarterback ascending team. And I'm, I just I immediately went to the Packers, but it was the Texans. Yeah, the Texans game was huge for them. They did play really well. You are right. You're not misremembering. They did dominate. And they played pretty well in this game. For the most part, for as good as Patrick Mahomes was when he needed to be, after those first, you know, two touchdown drives, they shut him down. And there and there was yeah. no life in the Kansas City offense. And it, it does, unfortunately, all just come back to Lamar, who had chance after chance after chance, and Zay Flowers fumbles it away, diving oh, yeah. for the goal line. And ultimately, Lamar throws the game away into triple coverage. And it's just, it's brutal for him because that's been like the knock of these people that hate Lamar just because he's Lamar and Mm. there's no real reason for it. But they all say, you know, he can't throw. He's not really a big time, big game quarterback. You know, they were kind of proved correct like he 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 had one great game and then he came up against a, a defense that just out schemed him in that offense entirely and he he made a lot of mistakes so i what he, what you're saying is the kansas city buffalo game was a more competitive game than this one like josh allen turned in a better performance against kansas city than than lamar did and that's not necessarily saying Lamar had a bad game. It's just, and you're, you're talking about big stakes, big game, Super Bowl on the line. Do you, the quarterback, the leader of the, your team, do you do what's necessary to get you there? Patrick Mahomes has that, right? Like you said, he did enough to get them to where they needed to go. I know it was only, a, it, I know there's only a seven point, you know, difference in the final score. Did not feel that way in the, in the fourth quarter. It didn't feel like the, the Ravens were about to score, at least to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say, I would say that it didn't seem like the Ravens had a chance to get, and it's not even they were out of the game. It just, it just never, it just didn't, not never, but like towards the end of the game, it just didn't feel like to me, they were going to do it. They were going to come back and, and get, get, get the lead and win and the it, game. It just never felt like it. And it is a little bit crazy, but they move the ball. Like yeah, it, it was, it wasn't a complete and abject failure, but when they got going, they killed themselves with one. They were the most undisciplined team. I think I've seen this postseason. I thought they cost themselves defensively a ton and mm. offensively. They just, they could not score the football. And ultimately that's the only thing that really matters in games like these is can you score touchdowns? And they just, they couldn't do it and, and they lose 17 to 10. And like that, that is kind of how the Chiefs had to win this game because the Chiefs were not going to keep up in a shootout. Mm-mm. And I I just I just keep going back to you know the Chiefs have this superpower that Steve Spagnolo is considered one of the worst head coaches of the past decade, and he's he's not gonna get looks for these interviews. But you're just gonna have one of the best defensive minds in the entirety of football on your staff every single year, and he's gonna mm-hmm. take guys that are nobodies, and he's gonna turn them into all pros, and that's just another massive life hack 
that that organization has uh, paired with the fact that they have, you know, the greatest tight end of all time and the greatest, you know, quarterback of all time, arguably. I think I read that the, it's either the Niners and the Chiefs combined or just the Chiefs have 14 players that need alternates for the Pro Bowl. And if even half of that number, let's say half the number is Chiefs players, more than half of those are defense because yeah. <laughs> outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who is an all pro on that offense? Nobody. Maybe maybe Isaiah Pacheco. Maybe. But maybe, you know, maybe the maybe uh what's his name? Uh their center. Um maybe their center is an all pro. Joe Thune. Um, isn't he a guard? No. Great no, Humphreys. He's a guard. Creed Humphreys. Humphreys. That's yeah. who you're thinking of. Um, yeah, maybe like one or two linemen are an all pro, but like if it, it's that defense, this is the best defense the Chiefs have had, I think, in this whole run with Patrick Mahomes. So, and that's how they got to hope to win the Super Bowl, to be honest. Like, I agree with you. I don't think they can keep up in a shootout unless um, more than just Travis Kelsey um, contributes to the offense. So, yeah, I mean, they, that's how they won this game. That's how they're going to have to hope to win the Super Bowl. That kind of happened though. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling won them this game. Like, yeah, that's that's how how this ended. And Rasheed Rice has played really well. And it's like they, it's not like they don't have weapons. And and Isaiah Pacheco had another great day where they gave him a ball twenty four times. And like, yeah, they, he, he, he didn't get yeah. a ton of yards, but he moved the ball pretty effectively, and he scored a touchdown. And like. It's not like they don't have any offensive weapons either. It is it, it is a very interesting team, and and honestly, I mean, at this point, you know, it's who has the best roster, and they they they. I, I almost seem to be a team yeah. that looks that way. Yeah, I almost think it's going to come down to who's going to be at their best come the day, right? Because we know the Niners can be the best team in football, but they haven't always been that. Right, they've had off games. Um, the Chiefs have very rarely been the best team in the game that they've played in in the game against their opponent. Um, but somehow they still win because you know they've got a all time coach, all time quarterback, one of the better defenses of the year. So, I think it's going to come down to can can the Chiefs' offense perform up to their ceiling, or will the Niners show up? and be everything they can be both on both sides, both sides of the ball. If the Niners show up and be everything they can be on both sides of the ball, I think the Niners can definitely win, but will they do that or not? I don't know. For Ravens from here, Mike McDonald goes to Seattle. It's great hire for Seattle. They, they, uh, they get back on track to being potentially another league-changing defense. He becomes the youngest head coach in the NFL. Of course, that that uh, a big part of that's going to be they're going to have to find a good OC and they're going to have to stabilize things with, with Geno and, and make sure guys like DK Metcalf stay happy this offseason, which, spoiler, I don't think DK Metcalf is going to stay happy this offseason. Uh, that's, that's one thing I think might bubble up a little bit. Hmm. And they lose him. Patrick Queen's a free agent. And ultimately, Brock, like, we, 
They did so much to revamp this offense, but ultimately in the playoffs, it just came down to they don't have enough weapons because Odell Beckham Jr. cannot do it anymore. He might get a, a contract somewhere else, but why would you re-sign him at that point? Your offense for most of the year, when you look at it, was Zay Flowers, who had an amazing day other than the the one bad play at the goal line. But Rashad Bateman, who you drafted in the first round three years ago and who got hyped up like crazy during that draft cycle, has turned out to be a non-factor. He is, he is not really an NFL player. And then without Mark Andrews, Isaiah likely disappeared in this game. Their, their second leading receiver was Nelson Aguilar with 39 yards. Like, the same you 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 need to get more weapons like they got extremely lucky the afc shook out the way it did because if joe burrow stays healthy they're probably not winning the division if Mm -hmm. if josh allen beats patrick mahomes they're probably getting plastered by 20 points Mm -hmm. like they got lucky that they had a great defensive coordinator and that Tank Dell got injured in the middle of the year. Because if the Houston Texans have their full cadre of weapons going into that game, it's probably closer than it is. They got lucky. Like, the Chiefs got lucky too. I, yeah. I don't know if you agree with this, Brock, but, like, the AFC was soft this year. I know, I it was, said, I th- yeah. It, it, I, was, I, it was a very soft conference because of the way things shook out with injuries. And – I, I I don't know if I trust them to compete with the Bengals next year. I, I even, don't I don't I don't think I trust them in, in that yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I said I think uh, on a previous episode, it's the AFC as a conference. It's the AFC's fault if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. I, that's what I said because there definitely should have been more. I mean, exactly what you said. If if the Bengals had Burrow, they would have been in it. Um, if if the Bills stop would stop choking, you know they definitely would be the ones playing for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know we thought at the beginning of the year too, like I I feel like the whole conference, uh, the whole conversation, the first few weeks of the season was how strong and top heavy the AFC was, and how lackluster and mediocre the NFC was. And I'm not saying the NFC really made strides or anything, but it's like we get to the end of the year, and yeah, the Texans are surprising. But I feel like the Ravens and the Chiefs, the Bengals, obviously, all disappointed on some level. Um, and then the conference didn't end up being as strong as initially we thought it was going to be compared to the NFC. Like, I feel like they kind of both, maybe AFC's a little bit above um, the, the NFC, but not by as much as, as I think we thought collectively, you know, the first through the first few games. So it's like, and I don't know what the Ravens do. Like, where are they going to go? Like, who's the free agent they're going to go out and get um, to add to? The, uh, they already tried, you know, getting an Od- Odell Beckham type. Like, you, you, that that that's not the answer. You need to either draft or well, probably just draft. Like, I don't even know who you would go trade for. Like, they have, you know, they just they just paid Lamar. You know, they've got other pieces on their team that Mar- I don't know what Mark Andrews' contract situation is, but I'm sure they're paying him some amount of money. Um, so it's like, 
and you just lost your DC. Like, I don't know. I, I don't see rays of sunshine in the Ravens' future necessarily. But, you know, hey, Harbaugh's been around. Maybe he, you know, writes the ship, figures out. It's not like they're going to be a bad team. I don't think they're going to be bad, but it's like, how do they get over the hump? They've been trying, it feels like they've been trying to get over the hump for several seasons now, ever since they lost to the Steelers in the postseason. Um, I, I can't, I still remember that, uh, that touchdown that was ruled a touchdown when the sealer tight end, whose name is escaping me, like basically fumbled or didn't catch. It wasn't, it was it was, it was clearly oh, not Miller. a completed catch. Man. Was it he? Yeah. It was, it was not a completed ago. catch, but it was, a, it a was, they ruled ago. it one, but it's like ever since then, I feel like they've been trying to figure it out and they just haven't, I don't know. It's just, it's brutal because the AFC is just going to get better next year because CJ Stroud's going to be better. Joe Burrow's going to be healthy. Like people forget Anthony Richardson was on a kind of a crazy trajectory before he blew out his mm -hmm. shoulder. Like Chargers are going to have Chargers different are, are going to have a coach. different outlook, but still a great yeah. quarterback. Like, well, I just mean, it, it's probably going to be we're going to probably get a slightly better Chargers team. Like the Jaguars should improve. Like if if Trevor Lawrence isn't just a totally middling quarterback, they they should improve. And Aaron like, Rodgers, the Jets. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the mix. And like, who knows? Maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers go out and you know grab one of these no, free I'm, agent I'm, quarterbacks. I'm, I'm making my first. 2025 prediction next year next season is the first season the Steelers will have a losing record I'm putting that putting that out there right now that's my official prediction I don't think for they're ever going to let it get there personally <laughs> because they mm. Tomlin is according no. to the reports they're taking control away from Tomlin and I, I think they are going to be very aggressive for one of these quarterbacks that is available either through the draft or giving a bag to Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> like they <clears throat> they are because they they are they I believe they think they are a quarterback away. And they might be wrong, but I don't think it would hurt to take a big swing on an unhappy uh, slash free agent quarterback. I hear you, but I, I'm stick I'm I'm like that's an official prediction. I am making that prediction. That's okay. that's gonna happen. No disrespect to Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. I just don't think they're gonna have the talent to compete with what the AFC is gonna be next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The AFC is 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 crazy, man. But the Chiefs, they're back. I mean <laughs> like oh shit, here we go again. Like like here, like here they are. Um back in the Super Bowl. And I mean, it's like, what? Like again, I think we have this conversation maybe earlier in the year too. Like, what was the point of all this, really? Mm. Like, yeah. If 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 this just ends with like another Chiefs Super Bowl, which it will, like that that's coming. We're gonna be sitting here that Sunday night or Monday, you and me, and we're just gonna look at each other and we're gonna say what. What was the point of all this? Like, what was the point of like that previous like eight months of talking? Like, what, like, what, what, why, why did we do all that just mm. to end at this unfortunate realization that they are 
a dynasty. They are the next Patriots. That is what they are. Like, I, I don't care what you say. They could lose this game. They'll still be the next Patriots because they have a guy that will get them in this position every single year. Like, I'm yeah. going to pick them to be a Final Four team next year. Like, that's that's the way it's going to go. And, like, I, it's just here we are. We're back. The The Patriots are back. But it's the Kansas City Chiefs this time. Yeah, and even no, if right. Travis Kelsey retires, who cares? But we'll they'll draft someone else, and he'll and and the you know the mm-hmm. frog man will drag him through. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's just it's 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 a it's a tough life for someone that roots for an AFC team. But more exciting, <laughs> I'm, glad, game, I'm glad that I don't. <laughs> the more exciting game, the better game. The 49ers go down seventeen. And oh god, it it's gotta suck to be a Lions fan. It Bro. is like I thought. I thought that game was theirs for the taking. I mean, it was uh, for sure, dude. My dad. I was watching the game with my dad, and and you know, I I went to to a different room to watch it for a little while, and he came up and he was like, "Oh, is this thing over?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any chance that they lose this one." And then. You get immaculate reception part two, I guess. What what are we gonna call that play? I mean, the 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 face mask of God, like yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> the face mask heard around the world, like or like the poor you know the poor defender whose name I don't even know off the top of my head to be completely honest with you, like bounces off into Brandon Ayuk's hand. They're right down there at the goal line. They score. Dude, it I hit guess... him in the hands, in the helmet. Yeah. it's It was basically thrown to the Lions defender, just, just so we're clear, in case somehow you're listening to this podcast and didn't watch that game. It, I don't understand. And then he caught it. I mean, it was just a wild play, man. I don't know. Um, he was in that, that, that lion's defender was in the perfect position, even if he had just batted it down. Yeah, man. And like, and the, how the game, you know, the game ends, it's, it's a, it's a three point game. That's a touchdown right there. They they scored a touchdown on that drive. I believe, right. It wasn't a field goal. Maybe it was, I don't remember either. They scored on that drive, whether it was a touchdown or the field goal is relevant. If they don't score there. I mean, it's, it it's a, it ends as a three board ga- three point game, and the Lions probably win if that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I but, but talking points here, of course, are Dan Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, who has two opportunities on on fourth down to kick field goals and make the leads go more. I personally think the Dan Campbell criticism is unfounded. This is who he's been all year. They're not here if he doesn't coach that way. The only problem I have is why why are you running the ball on third down at that point towards the end zone? And and I guess that's not even really a him problem. That's Ben Johnson who's staying, who we, we talked about that a little bit yesterday mm-hmm. when I, 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 I podcasted. But I think the man to blame for this is Josh Reynolds, who that first fourth down play, Jared Goff steps up through pressure, 
and throws a dart to his chest. Hits him, hits him in the hands. And he drops it. Mm. And then he has a crucial drop later in the fourth quarter as well. Like, this was not a Dan Campbell thing. Like, this was not really a Jared Goff it wasn't thing just, either. It wasn't even him. Played, I thought he played really well. I thought Josh Reynolds really threw the game away, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, Reynolds had two drops, and I think uh, Amon Ross and Brown had a drop as well. Like there were yeah. there was a part of the there was a portion of the third quarter where it seemed like every line receiver was dropping the ball. And I'm not saying Josh uh, Jared Goff was making like immaculate throws, but like you know, my dad would say to me growing up. Doesn't matter if it's a good throw or not. If it hits you in the hands, hands plural, not single hand. If it hits you in the hands, you that means you should have caught it. And if that if that is true for you know fourteen year old Brock, that's got to be true for professional, you know NFL wide receivers. If it hits you in the hands, both hands, and it hits you, regardless if it's for but from behind you or not. Like if if it's close enough inside your catch radius that it hits you in the hands, in the conference championship to go to the Super Bowl. You're a professional wife. You catch the ball, my guy. Just catch the ball. Yeah, I and mean, easy for me to say, right? I, I don't, I don't play that position, but it's like you, he, that. Th- those guys do. That's the biggest moment. You have a lead on what has arguably been the best team in your conference. You have a double, double digit, not double digit, but you have multiple touchdown lead on the best team in your conference, arguably. You keep your foot on the gas because that's how you got here. Like you said, Dan Campbell was going to ride out on the horse that brought him there, which is going forward on fourth down. I don't, I don't have a problem with him doing what what they've been doing this whole time, right? And it, it should have worked at least one time. I think the second time there wasn't that didn't that was I don't know if it, that play works out at all, but definitely the first time it should have worked. So, yeah. It's tough though, but I think you know. Hey, listen, you get you've gotten what if you are the Lions ownership, right? You have gotten what you were hoping for when you hired Dan Gamble. The progression has been steady and linear, and you know, not not marginal, but but significant, right? So you know, you're retaining your OC, which is hard to do in today's day and age. Um. So you you run it back, hopefully with better execution and and potentially even better pieces than you did the year before. And that really is that really is the thing with them is unlike like they they are not in cap hell. They they have yeah. they they are the seventh biggest cap. This this offseason, they have sixty one million dollars to play with, and if you think about it, like you have your pieces on offense. This was a deep offense that played really, really well. Go out, spend your money, spend your draft capital, upgrade a defense that could not get stops for you for the entirety of the year. Come back next year with a better defense. And be a contender from the start, which if if they return everyone, it is a very tough division. I will I will agree. You could be facing Caleb Williams, who, by the way, Bears are going to ruin. That's not going to end well for them. Who cares? I'm not scared of Caleb Williams in year one. But you're going to have Jordan Love. And that's yeah. something to be pretty scared of. Because I think the Packers are also going to be very aggressive this offseason. And I think 
the Packers and Lions are just in this arms race now because while the San Francisco 49ers will, if they lose this game, still be in a window, they're, they're at the point where, like, they're starting to get more cap constricted. And they don't have as many draft capital pieces because of the McCaffrey trade and everything that they've done to put this team together. And this really feels like it has to be the 49ers year to talk about that a little bit more. Like, of course, there'll be a playoff team next year, but like to contend at the level they are contending right now with the roster that they have, this is this is kind of it. Mm. And like yeah. speaking about the NFC, like the NFC is kind of wide open. Like the Rams could get uh, could get better. They could decide to go out and deal and and spend some capital. The NFC South is still going to be middling to bad next year. That that's something I I feel pretty confident in. But like the Eagles are in total flux. The Cowboys aren't an organization you need to take seriously come the postseason. Amen. Like. What is stopping you, Detroit, from being uber aggressive this season and saying, "Okay, well, we were the three seed next this year. Let's be the one seed next year." Yeah, and, I, I completely agree with that. And, I think and like, that's what's in the cards. And like, that's that's like the trajectory they're on because ultimately, whereas the Ravens they've been building and building and building to this point, this felt a year early for them. I feel like for Detroit, they got a soft schedule and they beat a lot of bad teams on their way next year. They're going to have a harder schedule just because of the way NFL scheduling works. And but you know, the top teams get the top teams. They're going to have a harder schedule and it's going to be harder, but if they continue to develop, like I, I don't see any reason why they cannot be back in this position next year. Like they, while I feel like the Ravens have a tough time, I feel like the Lions are playing with a wide open field because you have to contend with the Packers and you have to contend with the Niners. And that is that is what you have to contend with and, you know, hope that things don't get figured out in Philly and hope that Dallas remains what Dallas has been for the past decade, which is a playoff non-factor. Like, they they are in a good spot moving forward here. Yep, agreed. Did you have any general San Francisco 49ers stock? We didn't really talk about them in this in this too much. I mean, it's an impressive comeback. Um and I, I don't even think like I know McCaffrey got touches, but like it almost it almost felt like he was a byline in that hole. Or not even a not even like a major factor in that game except for a few a few of the big runs he popped off um yeah i mean like i said already if the niners live up to everything they could be as a team they're gonna win the super bowl in my opinion just in general they're better than most of the teams they would have or have played um on paper anyway right do they show up and be that all the time no i don't think so dude i'm still not sold on the quarterback who Despite, I I know what you're gonna say. Brock Purdy got got them to that victory with his legs, like straight up. Like those two scrambles he had kept their kept drives alive. 
Yeah, and he has that one play where he escapes and he hits Kittle on the sideline. I get that. Like, like I was saying, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is like this all the time, right? But, but like, man, it, it, I, I in... just, I don't think he, I think the moment's too big for him. I do. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think, I, so. listen, you, you, you can say I don't that, right? In but him. like, okay, so here's the deal, right? I said this already, right? When the Ravens needed Lamar to carry them, right? When, as a quarterback, when do you set yourself apart from the rest? Because, all professional quarterbacks are good, right? You have to be a certain yes, level of facts. good to yes. play professional football and be a starting quarterback, period, right? Who sets themselves apart, right? Like you have people who are just genuinely talented, like Aaron Rodgers. He's genuinely talented at throwing the football. Lamar Jackson, genuinely talented at scrambling, right? But that genuine talent doesn't matter if in the big spot, in the big game, Super Bowl on the line, you can't make the plays to lift your team and put you in that game. You have to, you have even no matter what seed you are, you're going to have to play at least one game, maybe two, maybe three, to get to the Super Bowl. And unless you have a quarterback, unless you have a guy who can make those plays, lift you and put you in that game so you're playing for the for the Super Bowl, that's what separates the that's, in my opinion, what separates quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy did that in that game. He did. He made the plays that he needed to make to put his team in the Super Bowl. And you know, if if he does it again, I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying you can trust him in all facets. Facets, right? He's definitely had, had bad games, but so is Josh Allen. Um, I think I think this is going to be an important important game for you know the Brock Purdy analysis. Does he show up? Does he does he lift his team, um, or does his team lift him? Like, because I, I think that is happening on the 49ers to some degree, right? He, there's so much talent. The scheme is so good. You know, on some level, it is lifting him. But in that game, I felt like he was doing the lifting. Um, so let's see. At least, at least, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I hear you're saying you, you don't trust him, but in for that, at least that one game, that the conference championship, I think he. Should, showed up and, and did what a and, and separated himself to some degree um and did what needed to be done to get his team the victory he also got i'm just saying he also got extremely lucky bounces and really good field position i mean i mean you need that <laughs> patrick mahomes needs that as much as anybody else i don't know yeah i mean maybe he'll shut me up but I just I refuse to I, I refuse to pick him over the greatest to to do it since Brady. Like I yeah I, I mean it's it's a hard argument right? But I mean I'm gonna stand up for my, for for Brock's of all all yes, all teams. Of course <laughs> I should I should have known. All right, man. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? There's been some NFL news this week, but I feel like we've got it all covered, and mm -hmm. I think we can. I mean, we, we can we take gotta... a little break. Yeah, I mean, we, we can... Wait for Super Bowl week. We don't need to discuss every off-season storyline. You know, there's plenty to talk about that's happened. We don't need to get into... we That, that can be post-Super Bowl stuff, right? Like, we don't need to talk about who's been hired and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of did that yesterday, actually. So... Uh, okay, yeah. So, so I've, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good about where we're at. All right, man. Well, this has been fun. We'll be back next week.
When is Super Bowl media night? Is that Tuesday? Don't know. You wouldn't know off the top of your head. Uh, no. Let me do some quick <laughs> podcast research. When is Super Bowl media night? I couldn't remember who the Ravens played just this like week ago. You think I'm going to know when Super Bowl media night is? <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. Let's click in here. Anything, any info here? Opening night. Maybe that's what it's what it's called now Monday so we'll convene for some storylines on Tuesday Thursday we'll preview and then we will wrap up Brock I have something crazy to say after this this will be seven complete seasons of NFL football podcasting hell yeah it's a long ass time one for you. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get to ten though. That's I, I've decided. That's the goal. There you we're, go. Well, we're, we're, tr- we're over trying the to hump. Get, we're trying to get to ten, and then we'll we'll reevaluate from there. But I'm having fun. Uh, until next time, we will see you. Let's take enjoy a, break. a a nice Pray, weekend without football. Don't subject yourself to the Pro Bowl. Is that someday we will all pass on? Uh, no one wants to think Super about Bowl it. Week. It's an uncomfortable topic. See you later. But it's important to take care of you and your loved ones when that day comes. That's right, Eric. Fortunately for our listeners, we know of a great guy that can help you set up your wills and trusts. Absolutely, Trey. Our friend Andrew McCullough has you covered. You can find him on Twitter at A-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H-105. His DMs are open, and he and the folks at Brindley Sullivan can help you take care of of you and your family's estate planning needs. Don't just take our word for it, though. Here is University of Utah star and current draft prospect, Britton Covey, to tell us more. Hey guys, Britton Covey here. As my long time at the University of Utah is coming to a close, it's time for me to start thinking about my future. There's no one I trust more than Andrew McCullough at the firm of Brindley Sullivan for my estate planning needs. Give his office a call to set up a free consultation at 435-673-9220. Andrew's firm is headquartered in St. George, but he spends plenty of time along the Wasatch Front taking care of his needs. So call him and tell him that Britton Covey sent you. More info at TrustYourTrust.com.